I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like surgery and cars and... You see, that's exactly the problem. Were the cars happening or were they lacking to happen? See, now, about two months ago, mm-hmm. Number Zero Child... Mm-hmm. had finally gotten their insurance close enough to straightened out that they could get some body damage repaired from an accident that they had been in. Mm-hmm. And when they opened it up, they found more structural damage underneath the surface damage. And so they had to play volleyball with the insurance to, mm-hmm. and then with the person who had been at fault in the accident and all sorts of other nonsense, I'm sure, to try yes. and get it paid. Yes, they they thought probably it would be about a week. I knew that it would be much longer. It was even longer than I thought, but... uh, It was a little over three weeks, yes? Yeah, about three and a half weeks. So they get their car back almost a month later. Mm -hmm. They have it for, I think it was a little over a week. It's not. I could be wrong. It wasn't very much. It was not enough for them. I felt bad because then on like, it wasn't a Monday, it was like a Tuesday morning. It was some midweek Like they had gone to work some, and then they were stopping at the drugstore to pick something up on their way to work. I'm no, I'm I'm very tempted to argue Mondays and Tuesdays with you, but I won't. And they were not going to the drugstore. They ended up in the parking lot of the drugstore because that's as far as they got. Um, Oh, they were turning the corner, and that was downhill from where they were. Okay. And the car See, would not go. I thought that they had gone into the drugstore, and then the car wouldn't start. I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. They were driving the car when it decided not to drive anymore. That sucks. So the car decided not to drive anymore just after they had gotten it back from getting bodywork done. Just proving that life can be unfair and you should be prepared. Which if, we've known for a while, if but... It's possible. And you can only be so prepared. Well, that's the problem. There's so many options for preparation. and There's that. And then there's what you're given to prepare with. So Right? Yeah. So, but we have been saying that quite a bit. We have been saying... No, no, don't do this or that. You need it in case there's a something. Don't redecorate your whole bedroom. Don't buy tchotchkes for your car. Don't buy. Well, don't buy. Just don't, don't buy. buy. Don't buy us anything. Don't buy <laughs> us. Oh, that's the other thing. Us. They kept trying to buy us presents. Yeah. We said no. So uh, anyhow, hopefully they didn't buy anything in the meantime because then the car stopped. Yes. And and I and I had to, you know, go over there and look at the car and say, yes, it's not going and call the tow truck and give the child my car. So that they could get to work. Yes. They were trying to get to work. So then you waited with the car for the tow truck. Yes, I sure did. And they wanted the car towed to the place next door to them that... That does the mechanical work. To them, to their work? Yes. Okay. Thus, the adventures begin. That's the beginning? I mean, like, it didn't start, like, a month ago when number zero was driving my car or your car alternately. And so, I mean, this was already an established pattern that when they don't have their car, they can drive one of ours because you and I are both working from home right now. Yes. I mean, I have to take the kid to his vision therapies and his physical therapies and whatever. Yes. And I have some doctor appointments. And at that point, I was having more doctor appointments because we were coming up on my hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we were able to arrange you and I from this house home base with one car. Mm -hmm. And then number zero child would take the other of our two cars to their work all day. Yes, they would. 
And so with that established pattern, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, no, it, was, it was very, very disappointing. Yes. To this to the child and, and somewhat disappointing to us for the child. Well, more disappointing for us for the child and somewhat disappointing for us regarding having to give up our cars again. <laughs> because yeah. I, I got my car one day and you guys had been driving it and there was no gas. And I was on the freeway when I realized this because my car uses the most gas of all the cars. Right. And nobody thinks about that, you know, because they're used to cars that don't use gas so fast. My car is a hybrid, and number zero's car is much newer than yours. Mm-hmm. So yes, your car does use more gas. And mm-hmm. so, huh, I can understand how that would be frustrating. Yeah, I don't like the gaslight to go on while I'm on the freeway. Understandably so. Yeah. But then, like I said, we're getting ready for my hysterectomy at the same time. Yes. And as I'm driving my car on the weekend just before my surgery... Mm-hmm. When number zero did not have work, they were at home. You had your car. I had my car. Number zero had no car. I was driving it around to run errands, which we tend to do right now, one of us at a time because pandemic. Mm-hmm. One of us goes out and does all the things and then comes home and takes a shower and mm-hmm. gets all the nasties off. Mm-hmm. And as I'm out, my tire pressure light comes on. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe a, two months ago, I had had a tire patched from when I had run over a screw somewhere. In the front, you had a tire patch. In the front, I had had a tire patched. Mm-hmm. And so I figured that this was the patch coming loose or some other, you know, some problem with that same tire. And so I went to the place near us that has free air and I put the air in and I checked all the other tires and made sure they were all filled up and everything was good. And then I came home and I ordered our winter tires for my car because I just knew that was what was going to need to happen. It was just time to order winter tires because you do that in the early autumn. So that happened on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, you go to take your car to run an errand and you see that one of my back tires is flat. Yes. And that's a problem. It is a problem. Because now we're down to three working adults in one car. (laughs) Yes. And I had thought about it because you had done the errands and had that flat tire and then Monday was going to be your surgery. I I had thought about if we had no cars working that I would call you an Uber because, you know, we were having issues and what if my car stopped driving. So, um, but my car drove and I took you to the hospital and you had a hysterectomy and then I got you. And number zero called their work and got a colleague to come pick them up. Mm-hmm. and expected that they would have to just work a half day because the colleague that lives closest to us works half a day. Works half days. Yeah, but their boss said no. Their boss said no. And their boss yeah. offered to give them a ride anyway, even yeah. though they don't live near us. Ha- have one of, on a, you know, one of the other people there give them a ride in a company vehicle. Right. So hysterectomy happened. Yes. Hooray. Yeah. And that was actually really not a problem at all. Except the gas. The gas. And and I I did have the concern that they make sure to help us get to the vehicle because everything's all screwy where the hospital is as far as we're used to go in and out and there's only one entrance to the building and... You know, so they, I needed them to bring you to the car while uh-huh. I went and got it because I didn't want you falling down. Yep. As you said, you were in the most pain that you could imagine. That gas pain was nuts. Like, I don't know how much gas they put into me. <laughs> I felt like I was going to explode. <laughs> 
Your description was uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Balloon. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was terrible. It was so freaking terrible. And like, once I figured out that that's what it was, and then how to treat it with anti-inflammatories and heating pads, mm-hmm. then I was okay. But like, at first I'm thinking, okay, does it hurt this much from a vaginal hysterectomy? Like, they had no external incisions. Everything went swimmingly according to the notes. They had no problem getting to anything. They didn't have any complications. And I know people who have had the same procedure, and they were up doing stuff the next day. Mm -hmm. And I am just sitting there doubled over. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Mm -hmm. And so I'm taking the painkillers they gave me which were, what's the word? Opioids. Yes. They did not work for you. They did not work for me. That happens. It does happen. And I'm kind of grateful it happened because opioids are a problem. Mm -hmm. So I took a couple of them and all they did was give my digestive system jet lag. Which which didn't help the gas. Didn't help the gas at all. No. I've been joking with number three child that the medically induced coma that they put me in to do the surgery gave me jet lag. And then the pills gave my digestive system jet lag. And I was just all backwards. It was all upside down. Mm -hmm. It was wrong. And I didn't like it. But then once we figured out that, yes, it was just the gas. And that you didn't need opioids, you needed ibuprofen. Reduce the swelling so that the gas could absorb into my intestines to vacate my body. Mm -hmm. And then I was better. And it feels weird now, like, that I have no pain. Uh, Two weeks later, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow for my checkup. Mm -hmm. And I have no bleeding after the first two days and no pain except for that gas. You still have gas. I do still have gas. Mm -hmm. But now it's that digestive gas. It's not like, I don't think anyway that it's... It's unlikely. Gas between my organs, but it seems like everything I eat gives me gas now. Like my digestive system just wants to make gas out of everything, which is not fair. Been there. And I'm only going to say this for people who are considering getting a hysterectomy. My body got used to bearing down against the presence of another organ. And now if I need to bear down while I'm using the bathroom, it feels like I'm squeezing the middle of a half full toothpaste tube. Mm. And so I need to retrain the, I'm working on retraining those muscles. Mm -hmm. So that might be a complication if anybody else is considering it. But otherwise I had no problems. That was not something you expected. That was not something I expected. I expected gas pain. I even had a little bit of the shoulder pain that comes with the disrupted circulation from internal gas pain. Mm -hmm. But you know, those were all things that I expected. Mm -hmm. Not to feel like I was about to explode like an overstuffed balloon, (laughs) but... (laughs) So all of that happened while we're down to one car. Yes. Except then. Then I was in pain and thought, I'm going to go to the chiropractor. He's he's like down the street. Yes. Just days later. Yeah. And so your car is in the garage with the flat tire. You had ordered tires. I had ordered before tires. Before the hysterectomy. So yes. we knew they were coming and that's a whole nother and story. The place I had ordered them from said they would be in by Wednesday. And having known people who had gotten the vaginal hysterectomy, the the easy one, Mm -hmm. that had been doing just fine days later, I was like, okay, my tires will be in on Wednesday. I have surgery Monday. My tires will be in Wednesday. If I can't drive myself, you'll be able to drive me to go and get these tires replaced. And the tires have to be here first. On Wednesday, 
I look up, you know, the store and it says, yes, they're being delivered. And then I click on the shipping thing and it says that they were last checked in in Texas that same morning on Wednesday that they were supposed to be here in our town Mm -hmm. at the replacement place. Yeah. The tire place. And I said, that's wrong. And you go to the chiropractor. Yes. My tires are still in Texas. Yes. And on your way home from the chiropractor. On my way there, my battery light went on and my car was making a whirring sound. And knowing the age of my car and knowing other folks with cars that age and even uh, the same car in one case, I thought, there goes the alternator. And uh, I got to the chiropractor. My car is old enough that sometimes I shut it off and go and do something and come back and it doesn't do the weird thing again. So there's always that. But I came out of the chiropractor and it did the worrying and the battery light. And so I sent you a text and said, I am on my way back, I think. Yes. So I did come back. You did come back. Yes. But it was late in the day when I called the mechanic and there was no time to get it to him. Yes. Knowing the timing of tow trucks. And um, and you didn't want to take the risk of trying to drive it there and then getting stuck somewhere with a tow truck. Waiting for a tow truck and then having to... And not only that, but if you got it there, how would you get home? Because we had no cars. Right. (laughs) And at this point, we would have no cars. And I was not allowed to drive by myself, supposedly. Anyway, didn't have yet. any tires either. So. I, well, even if I had tires, I I was still, they said, two weeks of no driving. Yes. Which I thought was a little excessive. I noticed. <laughs> so I thought, well, I have to do it in the morning. But the problem with morning was I had to do court-related things for work that were going to keep me from doing it right away. And then we were going to have to wait for a tow truck in the middle of the day again. Yep. But we did. And at this time, I knew to follow up sooner about the tow truck. And I did tell them, hey, look, when I had to do this for my other car the other week, being child zero's car, it took five hours. Is it going to take five hours? And the next thing you know, a tow truck came. What do you know? Yeah. And they took it over to the mechanic. And then he called me like 20 minutes later. Nice. And he said, uh, it's the alternator. And uh, I said, okay, well, you know, while it's over there, I had been meaning to get it serviced. So can you look at my record? Because it's at my office and I don't go there. And um, tell me if I need anything else so I don't have to bring it back again. Right. And I did need some brakes. So my car is fixed. And, and, and your routine maintenance, <laughs> and your routine maintenance is now caught up as well. Yes. And my car was the last one to break and the first one to get fixed. It was. And about that same time, number zero child's car the, the people who were supposedly fixing it realized that they were not going to be able to fix it. And they sent it to another place. They had it towed mm-hmm. well, to a different it, place. There was a lot of time in between each thing. Like it got brought to the first place and it sat there all week because this, while I'm waiting five hours for a tow truck, it's because everybody's car is breaking on the same day, at least in our area. Right. Strange, Which is kind of Strange wild. but true. Yes. And so it sat there all week and they did nothing. And then the next week... They figured out they couldn't figure it out. So at the beginning of that week, they sent it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of that week, I check where are my tires and they've made it. They went to another state, but they didn't get here. They they made it from Texas to Salt Lake City. Oh. And I'm thinking, okay, why? That's like. That's an odd direction, but okay. Right. Why would you go there next? Why not come to us? You'd think. Okay, whatever. So, yeah. Then my tires waited. Hey, but what was good when when the tow truck driver came and took my car, he looked at your car and said, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Are you born under a bad sign or something? (laughs) 
all your cars are broken? Yes. And I said, they are actually. There's another one and it is also broken. (laughs) And he said, I'm going to pump the tires up then so that you can go get the other tires if they're there. He, he did do that. And so watching that getting filled and watching how it deflated again told us that it was a slow enough leak that I could use my air compressor to fill the tire on the day that the tires did finally arrive. Mm-hmm. And that once I got it full, it would stay full enough. To get you where you're going. To get me where I was going to go pick up the tires and get them installed. Yes. So in the meantime, the second repair shop was not figuring out what was wrong with Child Zero's car either. They were also finding the mystery broken thing was not visible, knowable, or codable. Did you also, I know I did, did you also suggest from the outset that they take it to the dealership? I know I said to, and I knew that it was going to be more expensive, but I also knew that they would like genuinely be able to diagnose what was wrong? Um, When the car was sitting there the first week and we were on the second week, I said, maybe you could see if you could get it to the dealer. I know it's not convenient or easy, but if you talk to the dealer, maybe you could arrange for them to tow it there or something. Right. Anyhow, we ended up a few weeks later. They ended up having to get a new motor put in. It's an engine. A motor is electric. Correct. Sorry. Thank you. Couldn't help myself. I love you. You were the one who went to trade school for automotive repair. I did. Way I back in the day. If I didn't hear the engine guy say that enough times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But we, we say, you know, that's a that's a thing from when you and I come from, calling it a motor. It is. You are correct. So, yes. Mine's a hybrid. It does have a motor. Yes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So they replaced the engine. At first, they said it was the crankshaft that was bad. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if that's the case or if that's just they decided that something in the engine was wrong and that was the thing they could say that would make them replace the engine. Mm -hmm. We still don't know. No, because we didn't get to take it apart and look for ourselves. And... So now they have a new engine. New. Yeah, by new to new to that car. New to that car. They have a replacement engine. The car goes. How about that? Mm-hmm. So now we have three working cars. We have three working cars again. It's kind of strange. Three and a half weeks later. Each time. Each time, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because your car got fixed and then my tires came in. And by that point, I decided I was all done waiting to drive. One, the the day that your car quit working, mm-hmm. I had placed a grocery order that morning. Yes, that's right. And I was going to use your car to go and pick it up mm-hmm. that evening. So you thought. But then I ended up calling two or three people and then putting it on Facebook, like, who's got a free hour at seven o'clock tonight? <laughs> Can drive me to get our groceries. Can go and help me pick up the groceries I ordered. We don't have to go in. They'll bring it out to us. I just need to actually get there. Mm-hmm. And if no one had, I would have walked the five blocks. Yeah. They're really long county blocks, but it's still five blocks. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, I didn't have to walk back with a grocery cart full of <laughs> mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. And... 
then I was all done waiting to be able to drive. And I was feeling better enough that I was like, I'm just going to go get my tires and let you do your work. I knew that you wouldn't wait. So I was not surprised or going to argue about that. They also said no exertion for eight weeks. And I'm like, if I don't get to the gym often enough, my mental health is going to suffer. Right. And so I dragged you to the gym with me a few times. Well, that's because you wanted to walk and the only place to walk was on a treadmill. Because there were forest fires mm-hmm. and the entirety of the Western United States was blanketed in smoke that made it unhealthy. The post-op instructions said, walk half a block twice a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, half a block? Mm-hmm. I would have hiked up to the elementary school and back mm-hmm. if it wasn't smoky. But mm-hmm. it was smoky. It was. So I dragged you to the gym. Yes. But after having been dragged to the gym twice in the smoky week, mm-hmm. then you decided that you liked that gym enough. That I, I decided to join so that I will be able to escape the house when I need to. Yes. Because there's nowhere else to go. There is nowhere else to go. And especially with COVID means that the schools need external ventilation. And smoke means they need to not have external ventilation and only internal circulation. And these things don't match. They do not. (laughs) So they had distance learning for this week. And the first week, they just canceled it. They're like, oh, that was nice that you came to school one day. You can go back now. You can go home. Yeah. We'll have our teachers here and call it a professional development day. And another one. And another one. They had two days the first week. Yep, they did. So So that was fun. That was also... No, don't mix up your fun and not fun, please. That was not enjoyable. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate your honesty and precise description. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Uh, My surgery was on the first day of school, which was the other... Ah, thing. Ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Thing, but what were we going to do? Right? Like... Well, then there wasn't a first day of school, so it didn't matter. Yes. That was the other thing about the surgery was that they called the night before and said the smoke is so thick that we can't have external ventilation. So we'll start on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then they started Tuesday and then they kind of had a Wednesday and then they just canceled the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. So everything was a cluster, but now it seems to be working out. Yeah, what what I would still like to figure out is why I keep having a headache. Because I, I, the smoke is gone. We can use the cooler. You, I got exercise. Mm-hmm. I move around in between sitting down for work. Why do I have a headache again? And, you know, we're going through all the usual culprits of what might be giving you a headache or might be causing you stress that would give you the headache. And... This is something that happened before when you were first on tea that you would always be hot all the time. Mm-hmm. And since decreasing your dose, it wasn't that much. And, you know, it happened less. It still happened, but less frequently. And then recently we increased your dose again and you've been experiencing being hot all the time more. The smoke didn't let us turn the cooler on. That is also... And the- it was 90-something degrees outside. Correct. You know, like almost 100 degrees or whatever it was. So... I, I'm I'm not good at that. No matter what you do with that my is true. Level. That is true. Mm-hmm. And then there were forest fires, and the smoke has been known to give you headaches as well. It's 2020, so basically everything is an and then and, and then, then and then. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! So between the heat and the toxins and the stress of school and all of that, now we've started to get it managed and school seems to be working okay this week so far. Mm -hmm. 
And the smoke cleared up today, so we were able to have the cooler on all the way, Mm -hmm. even though everyone else in the house was wearing sweaters and thick socks. Okay. (laughs) So wear them. That's what I have to say about it. I know, I know. So wear them, they're there. Put them on. Yes. I'm I'm totally willing to make that sacrifice to have a sane spouse. Or go outside. Yes. It didn't even get as hot today. It got in the the mid-80s. It did. Finally, we can turn the cooler on, and then it's not hot. (laughs) So all of these things are starting to resolve, but you still have the headache. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if... I'm really glad I went to the gym early. Today? Yeah, because uh, I wouldn't have been able to go. Mm -hmm. It hurts too much. Like, sometimes I can try anyway, mm-hmm. and maybe it'll go away. Yeah. It's not that kind of headache. And now we get to figure out, how do you tell all your coworkers that you're trans? Yes, because I did go ahead and volunteer to do the next one after the next one. So the first guy went last week, mm-hmm. and then the supervisor who was organizing this contacted me by email the other day and said, oh, you know, so-and-so was going to do that their introduction to myself uh, at the next staffing, but they're out of town. Uh, do you want to go next? And and I thought, well, I, sure, why not? But you still haven't done anything more than just thinking about what to say. You haven't like started to try and organize any of those thoughts yet. So that's our task for this evening. It is. So we'll talk about that next time. Okay. So is that it for now? Yes. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Are we ready? I guess so. Okay. I hear a clock. I don't see the clock. I'll close that door. The clock is in my in the closet in my shoe. How do you hear that? Must be the one that's in the bathroom then. Oh. Because that one also makes a tick. I hear something else, but I don't know what it is. <sighs> yeah, if I'm in the bathroom and the other one is in the closet, I'll hear them both katick, 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 katick. Like both of them ticking slightly. Mm-hmm different from one another okay this is not a conversation about clocks it is not it's not really even a conversation yet no (laughs) okay are we still ready (laughs) hi i'm jess and i'm george to them to their work yes okay yes sorry (laughs) i i have just you know details that yes certain that nobody cares about That's why I clarify. Mm -hmm. Because I love you. Is that why? (laughs) I Um, thought it was because you like to know things. Oh, no, no. I I clarify with everyone else to know things. I don't try and know things from you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. I'm clarifying so everyone else can know the things that you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. And that same Wednesday, you went to the Texas chiropractor. Texas was having uh, a plethora of hurricanes. Oh, they weren't having hurricanes yet. Were they? Mm-hmm. Is this like their fourth or fifth hurricane now then? Because they had two this week. Uh, you know, I didn't really count them all, so I I'm, I'm going to double that. check. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Ha 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 ha.